Hi, it's uh, Manuel Giudice here and welcome to episode number 11. Uh, this is season two of the podcast uh, Leading Your Change initiative. And today I want to dive deeper into the operational or what are the concrete and personal root causes of resistance and why does that matter? So um, we talked about... Um, you know, there is a connection, there is a direct link between uh, project success, a project delivering solutions that are fit for purpose, they are designed with the end user in mind, and it makes sense, it adds value, and it's it's widely recognized. And the, uh, the, the technology also has to be utilized, utilization, speed of adoption, and and proficiency, how well the system gets used. Now, these these elements, these um, there is a, there is a direct correlation between, you know, uh, business value that is intended to be delivered by a project or initiative, and the attention paid into uh, pr- providing effective change management, for example, which is basically ensuring there is utilization, people adopted. Um, adopt the change, they're on board with it, and they're not just trained about it, but they also understand why they should be making an effort towards supporting it. Right? This is like an entirely different step forward. Now, why doesn't that happen oftentimes? So I talked about uh, resistance to change one of the previous episodes. Today, I want to uh, really tease out what are the three elements that actually the personal root causes for that resistance. So in my experience, and I've supported business change projects across a variety of industries from fast-moving consumer goods, online and offline marketing, um, education and research and academic, um, recruitment and staffing and oil and gas, different industries. When you look at resistance, uh, there's a lot of different ways that of, of defining it, of describing it. It becomes apparent in different ways. But what I want to do today is really dive deeper and really uh, address or at least shed a light on the what are the root causes that uh, once um, identified then we can start designing as a, as a project teams or the head of change of initiatives start defining interventions that are more fit for purpose they are more likely to work and and support the initiative uh, in a way that's effective now number one so what is the number one uh, real root cause Number one is the lack of understanding. So lack of understanding is um, large organizations, they have a lot going on. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a typical, it's a common problem. Uh, there are different projects and, and there are different ways of delivering those projects. Uh, you have delivery methodologies, you have frameworks, agile frameworks, waterfall uh, frameworks. Uh, sometimes these projects are run centrally, sometimes are run by a, a, a business unit or a function separately from a central organization. You have professionals that um, have run a project before, some they haven't, and they are professionals they have been with the company, they need to receive some support and guidance. As some people that have been doing it for a very long time. It's a lot of moving variables. And in the context of um, all of this change, and change is oftentimes described in very vague terms, and I believe that's one of the underlying reasons why people are resistant to it, because they don't have concrete steps of what it actually means for them. Right? There's, a, there's different elements of it. When I talk about lack of understanding as a root cause, it is, uh, I'm, I'm talking primarily lack of understanding a clear understanding of why that initiative is being is, is important first of all 
And it's important not from a leadership, but from a business perspective, right? A, a, a strategy that is supporting a digital transformation, it makes sense from a business point of view. It does, because we want to be able to provide, you know, transform our business and to, to serve our clients' digital needs uh, through their, all, the, all the devices that they utilize to consume our content, for example. From a business perspective, it's just, just, it just it's a no-brainer. When we talk about uh, lack of um, understanding, I'm also referring to what it is that are the, um, the ability of a project, a change or initiative to clearly tease out from an end user perspective what are the operational benefits that having that change implemented would bring to them. So these are concrete benefits. Some tasks that are currently performing, it takes three weeks to perform them and the person has to collate information from all sorts of different sources. Uh, we're talking about finance organizations or global HR organizations, um, uh, talking about payroll systems and integrating in different systems. So um, the oftentimes a project and a program fails to communicate clearly what the model of the new reality looks like. These are demos. These are concrete deliverables. This is this is what we call, and I, and I mentioned this term a few, a few times in the previous episode and season one. These are the business outcomes we're talking about. So uh, oftentimes there is a very strong detachment between strategy and the the parameters that define strategy. What actually the technology the uh, would mean operationally for the majority of the people that are involved in the change. So number one is. A why, but not a strategic, high-level, operational, competitive why. A why is what it is operationally. What is it in it for me? What does great look good look for me? Like what will the dashboard give me? And I understand that a lot of these efforts sometimes are not uh, cannot be clearly defined up front. But a lot of the investments are significant in nature, and the ability to showcases uh, to showcase models and prototypes is fundamental. These are these are the visions. These are the operational visions. Now, number two reason for resistance is um, lack of um, lack of safety. And when we talk about lack of safety, it's um, uh, I'll have to provide a little bit more context. There. Project and change teams uh, they are developing a system, a solution that would benefit. Uh, oftentimes, these are. Uh, technology uh, supported uh, the, the solutions are, are underpinned by technology but they have very clear business business results business outcomes they're concrete deliverables they add value to the business now um, the business uh, the impacted areas uh, uh, project change management is, is doing the change management discipline is doing a great work of um, uh, leveraging a user a super user or chain champions super users or users which are people in in the business that have both a technical um, or operational understanding sometimes also technical as well as a, a project understanding so they know exactly what the system is doing and what they know what the new reality is going to look like what new software is going to look like right so these um, these the, the, the change networks are basically the spokespeople or the operational spokespeople that can send check and provide us with feedback about what we're at with the change, what is working, what it isn't, and what are the, the bigger burdens that we can, foresee, can, we can foresee and anticipate. Now, the problem is that because these spokes, there is, there's oftentimes not a very structured approach to have this or to design a project and plans that can ensure this, these people, the specialists, are on board with the initiatives. 
Sometimes they're actually, you know, asked to perform tasks specifically, but they they are not sure about what they need to do, how they need to do it. And when it comes down to uh, project implementation, a lot of the uh, very uh, a lot of the processes that are being laid out in principle are being decided by the program team actually will have a significant negative impact on the business. Now, lack of safety has been a source of assistances. Uh, these uh, these managers, these supervisors, and these people on the ground, they don't feel safe in their ability or empowered. Uh, that's a that's a kind of a kind of more empowering way actually to to define it. But lack of empowerment is that they don't have the ability to make decisions on behalf of the business because it's not clear to them. And first of all, the vision that we defined up front, it's not clear what the end goal is going to look like. So if they're not the end goal, it will be more difficult. Obviously, you rely on your line manager, and your line manager will be far more uh, busy in other type of activities. And 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 oftentimes cultures across the business that do not support a um, the ability of your change network to be empowered and make decisions. So um, lack of safety. When I say lack of safety as a source of resistance, is that a lot of these change networks and this or, or, or business representatives are not empowered to make decisions that are relevant to the. Um, to, to the progress that's been made in the implementation. Um, they, they, they are sometimes that the, the job, the, the task responsibility has been dropped on them and, and they have to continually refer back to uh, the, the leader. And by doing so, it actually defeats the purpose of, you know, what, what it is that, uh, defeats the purpose of creating momentum across the business. And, and on the other hand, they don't feel safe because they might have subculture subcultures in the in the part of the organizations where they haven't been um, you know developed as, and, and empowered to make decisions up to, up to that moment in time so the third reason for change initiative and i'm talking about real life practical examples is a textbook textbooks reasons why change initiatives fail but in real life and when you go and have an implementation um the the third reason um um the change the the, the reason um emerges from it from a people perspective is the uh, lack of knowledge we talk about lack of understanding that is why what we're building where is the vision lack of knowledge and when i when i refer to lack of knowledge i'm actually talking about the uh, again we're very we're going very close to implementation we we have a vision we've defined what that operation what it means operationally we have test cases that actually will tell us, we've involved the different business areas that will tell our, that tell us what the different system functionality features are going to be and, and how they are going to be implemented. But then the way uh, the different departments are going to go about implementing those changes is a huge source of resistance. Now, people, uh, so lack of knowledge is actually uh, lack of knowledge of how that change will be implemented and what are the key aspects that a, an HR team or a payroll team or a procurement team need to follow in order to um, you know, support a change. They don't know, so there's, there's lack of knowledge in how the change will be implemented. And again, that comes down to um, disrupting people's daily operational lives. They are already committed to a BAU. 
but project and program teams, as a result of the change input assessment, often uh, fail to communicate and engage the um, the different groups impacted across the business, different business areas, to set expectation about what the change, what the implementation of the change is going to look like. Right? So people don't know when they need to contribute their time, how they need to do it. What are what are the engagement channels that are more appropriate? How the program or the initiative will communicate with them? So the how the change will be implemented is also um, a very strong point because uh, people do not they find it although they might they might buy into the initiative in the first place, but they find it quite annoying uh, if they if the level of planning are not taken into consideration that there is a major impact on the department and then you need 10 to 15 people to actually work longer hours for the next four to six weeks right and 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 if you if you that also is compounded by the fact that a lot of these professionals cannot uh they're not in a position we're not selective with the view that they will have to be make operational decisions to the benefit of the business so here are the three the three macro areas that I very practically see that really hinder implementation and successful implementation, but also hinder the ability of getting business buy-in. Now, um, just to summarize, this, lack of knowledge um, about how the changes will be implemented, lack of understanding of what 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 grade is going to look like once we are alive with this, and thirdly, um, <clears throat> was. Um, lack of uh, safety or lack of empowerment in making decision to make the change move forward. Now, once you start looking at these different areas that are identified for your project, and you look at your project holistically and strategically, then you know exactly what the interventions are going to be, or you can come up with a, with possible suggestions to intervene in those terms. I'm just offering you a couple of examples. One could be uh, appoint a change, start very early to define a change champions network of individuals that are se- semi-senior. They understand both the technicalities, but they also technically understand the business. And they're able to make decisions on behalf of the business. Number two, you want to put an extra effort in considering, in, 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 in communicating to all your impartial stakeholder groups what the prototypes, what a good prototype of their solution is going to look like. And you want to do it up front. You can set the expectation that's not the final version. There might be different reiterations and there might be different releases, but people will be visually compelled to contribute to an initiative when they see that what the, the solution is going to look like. So I hope you find this, uh, this episode helpful and um, and uh, yeah, these are the elements of resistance. Resistance cannot be um, overlooked because it'll backfire at some point during implementation. It might look the the usual, um, the very practical consequences or of avoiding to deal with it upfront is that you will have a need of resources very close to go live during implementation, and they're not laid out for you. They're not resources laid out. Um, job roles unclear, so uh, the, the, your implementation will will probably be delayed. Because and you might have you know political consequences within your organization whereby a finance a finance finance professional cannot turn up on a Friday or on a Saturday to do the extra work and the extra checks and these are potentially also massive risks from an organizational point of view. If, for example, you are a manufacturing company and your facilities have to be stopped from operation for a few hours or for for an hour or so. And that's a huge detrimental effect. So resistance is a serious thing, and there is a relation, direct, direct correlations between the, you delivering the, the process, the technology, the product, the solution, and it's a concrete, tangible component to it. But you also have to deliver the buy-in. 
and accounting for resistance up front and tackling in and designing interventions aimed at um, overcoming it or reducing it uh, is, is particularly important.